Hey, hey, welcome back to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. I am so excited because today we have on an amazing guest, Erica Ulrich. She is such a gift to this world. She is super passionate about helping women pursue their God-given calling as their highest priority while finding a way to bring in an income. She has built a successful successful network marketing business that brought in multiple millions in sales per volume per month in the wellness industry. And this May, she started building again with a brand new brand. Erica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, okay, we just want to kind of jump right in and hear a little bit about your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your um, experience with business before network marketing and then what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. So prior to getting into the network marketing industry, I was actually a property manager. I lived on site at an apartment building and I managed apartments. So very different than what I do now, but I always love working with people. So it was it was actually fun at the time. And I started pursuing photography as well on the side just because I love people. I love making people smile and it was a really fun artistic outlet, but it became super time consuming once I had kids. And I had started off in weddings and then kind of morphed that a little bit so that I could fit my family schedule. But even still, when I was doing family minis and portrait sessions, you guys hug a photographer right now, particularly this month, because it is just so busy. And it's time consuming in ways that you just don't see, like the your actual photo shoot time is not all the time that your photographer spends. And so I just felt like I was exhausted all the time and it didn't seem like something that was going to be super sustainable for me to continue doing. And, you know, lo and behold, I found myself in network marketing. I don't think anyone ever thinks they're going to end up there. Um, But I got there over, believe it or not, ingredients and products. Um, All three of my kids were born prematurely. They were all in the NICU. And, you know, it's impossible to ever put your finger on something and say, like, this caused this, you know, so who knows. But when you start researching and you you know better, you can do better. And so I found that one of the things that does cause preterm labor is toxicity in your environment and things called phthalates, which are toxic endocrine disruptors. It, it messes with your hormones. And, you know, I don't know if that's what caused my babies to go into labor, but as a, you know, new mom, I was passionate about making sure that I was the gatekeeper in my household and and bringing only clean ingredients into my home. And so I decided to make some switches and I found actually my very first network marketing company that I like really pursued passionately. And it had, it just totally changed our family's life. It was such a gift. Awesome. And then, so as Ashlyn said, you have started, you've had a lot of great success with network marketing. And then now in May, you started building again with a brand new brand. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition and what that's been like, like having great success and then starting over? Yeah, that was definitely a lot of prayer and (laughs) a little bit of stress involved in that situation. So I grew with an amazing brand that I, I still really believe in. Um, with a team that I loved and very much still love. And there was nothing about my first experience with growing a successful business that was in any way negative. And so it was a little kind of maybe different than some people that have transitioned in network marketing. Some people either they, you know, didn't experience success. They decided they didn't like the product anymore. Maybe they had some team conflict. I had none of that. I was loving where I was at and just ended up by chance talking to someone and um, got introduced to the CEO of this brand that I'm at now. And I loved their mission. 
and love just the, the product and the personalization. And I just felt like there was a lot of margin for growth for myself and for my team, whoever chose to come with me and uh, prayed about it, talked to my husband about it and decided that, you know, if I can do it once, I can do it again. So if there ever was a doubt in my mind that the first time was a fluke, I, you know, that was a gift from this was being able to know that I can start from the bottom and I can do it again. So thankfully, just we are we're one of the fastest growing teams with the company that I'm with now. And it's just been such a blessing. Not everyone came with me, but some of my really, really close people on the team decided to. And we have a ton of new people coming in and it's so fun. I love what I do. I love hearing like your enthusiasm on network marketing and just, I you know, I follow you on Instagram and I just always see like your posts are so genuine. So how do you help your team make sure that they're connecting and they kind of get over some of those stigmas that network marketing has where people might assume that, oh, they just are wanting to sell me their product. They just want to make money versus no, I'm really passionate about this and I just want to help. So how do you help your team with that? That's such a good question. I mean, that's the dance is, you know, I, but I think that that translates to every industry. Just for some reason, we've taken the biggest beating over it. So you're right. <laughs> we do have a reputation in network marketing for just being out there pushing a product. But if you were, you know, tax preparer or if you were a photographer, when I was a photographer, I talked to people about my business. I told them what I did. I asked people if they wanted to sign up for my mini sessions. It was very much the same. So I think the first ingredient in that is owning what you do. If you're weird about what you do, people are going to feel weird about what you do. If you really believe that you have a legitimate business and you believe in what you do and you believe that your intentions are pure, you're going to come off better. But if you have allowed other people's perceptions of what you do to really penetrate your heart then you're going to feel that strange, awkward, uncomfortableness, if that's even a word. And then people are going to sense that from you. So one is own what you do. The second thing is lead with relationship. If you lead with a product, that is not going to come off in the way that you mean it to come off. And I think most people really do love their product. When you get into network marketing, you have to buy your own stuff. Like I, I think that's a misconception that people have is that like we just get shipped all of this stuff for free every month because we sell it. That is not true. In most cases, we even pay the same price as our customers. So if we didn't like the product, it would be very difficult to do the business because here we are spending all this money on this product that we don't believe in. It wouldn't make any sense in the world. So most of your network marketing friends love and use their own stuff. So that's another thing is to really show yourself using the product and yourself buying it instead of pushing it on others, really just shining your own light by example um, and leading with relationships like I touched on. I mean, you can't have your first touch point with someone be telling them about a product. It has to be talking about them and their life and, you know, what they're doing and catching up with them and building that rapport and that connection. But again, I mean, that translate to every that translates to every industry. I mean, anything that you do, you, if you reached out, if you're a realtor, the very first touch point you had was, can I list your house? People would laugh at you, you know, but if you're friends with that realtor, you've built rapport with them, they're going to be interested in what you have to say. 
That's so true and such great advice because I really feel like you're telling our listeners right now that they can take their power back and they can really choose how they represent themselves and their products and just to lead with those relationships I think makes all the difference in the world because I know I've had tons of those I'm sure all of us have in this room those like you know dms that are like a cold dm and it's like oh man you look like you're such a cool person but now I kind of am a little turned off to have a relationship with you but I also think that I, I just really love that you're pointing out that it's with every industry and we don't think of it that way. So it's almost more of a consumer problem than, you know, the network marketer problem because it's us, not me in particular, but us as a society viewing it as this pyramid scheme, if you will, which I hate that term, but yeah, it's not the case at all. And I know like, okay, Lindsay, I sure, I'm sure you have things to weigh in here because you do beauty counter, right? Have you ever come across any of this? Of course. I mean, there are so many negative opinions and comments about network marketing and kind of funny. So when I was in high school, I nannied for a family who was very successful in a network marketing company and I loved them and I traveled all over with them and I got to meet the most amazing people. And I had the greatest experience with like a network marketing culture. And then I, you know, and out in the real world as an adult and I hear people say these negative things and I'm like, I, I remember thinking like, but those were the greatest people I ever met, like the most authentic, the people yeah. who cared so much about personal growth and pouring into others. And um, so how do you, Erica, like, how do you struggle or have, have you ever struggled with dealing with these negative opinions and how do you like encourage your team so they don't get down with that kind of negativity? That's a great question. I love that you met somebody that was amazing through this. There are, I mean, like some of the best people I've met in the entire world are in this industry. I'm sure there's great people in every industry, but it it is such a funny, like kind of outsider view or even someone who's been burned view because there that exists too. And I, I think that, I mean, Ashley, I think that's so generous to say that it's the consumer's perception and it's their problem, but I think as leaders, like it's our responsibility in every area of our lives to own anyone else's perception of us if you're going to be a leader. And it doesn't mean that you internalize it and you say, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm a bad person. But to look at someone who has a bad perception of you and go, you don't have the privilege of knowing the insider information that I have. Like I can show grace to you and I can maybe forgive you even for coming at me in a negative way because you you don't know what I know. And so I can bless you. I mean, I have dozens of times apologized to people for being hurt by our industry. Just be like, you know what? I'm so sorry that you feel that way. I bet someone has wronged you. This can be done wrong. I'm so sorry that someone has done that to you in our industry. I'd love to show you how I'm different, but I get it if you've been so burned that you don't even want to hear it. And that's okay. I just want to be your friend. And I mean, that's, that's leadership. And and we do have to do that. If you're going to change perceptions, there's nothing actually that drives me more crazy than network marketers mocking people who mock them. Like, could you look more foolish? You're going to mock your customer base? Are you crazy? You know, so I think just it's a lot of its character. So teaching people the character of just grace and love and really being able to help people see the light without doing it in a way that's abrasive. 
Um, and yeah, when my team gets down, I mean, that's my job as a leader to build them back up and give them a pep talk. And you're, we're in the sales industry. I do sales. I mean, really, I believe everyone does sales, but I do sales and sales is rejection 99% of the time. And so if you're going to be in a sales industry, you're going to face rejection. So actually I just encourage my team to do more because generally speaking, our numbers are this. If you talk to 10 people, one person is going to be interested in what you have to say. So if all you do is talk to 10 people in a week, you could see an entire week with no interest. And that's very painful, particularly when you're first starting. But if you talk to 100 people this week, you're going to see 10 people who are interested in what you have to say. And 10 people in a seven-day span, that's exciting. And so let's focus on those 10 people who are interested and just reminding people that it starts small. Like, don't rue the day of small beginnings. Everything starts small. And so just be excited about those small wins and who have you helped today and who have you blessed today and how has this blessed your life? So if, if this hasn't yet blessed someone else's life, how are you excited about what you've walked through with this career and, and this industry that you're in? Most of the times it starts with a product story. So if you have a wonderful product story, own that and stand in that until you have that story with someone else and until you have a business story. And I mean, that's where that's where your upline, and I know that's a weird word if you're not in the industry, but your, your leader, your mentor, your business leader, um, that's where they really do come into play. Um, and that's my favorite part of my job, actually, is when people are bummed out being like, okay, let's talk. I can get you back in the game. That's, oh my gosh, that's so much fun to do. I want you to be like my permanent pep talker because I'm just feeling yeah. great right now. I'm just like, and I, I have to say, I just feel that you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I just feel that because you have Jesus leading you and you have the Holy Spirit, you are just approaching all of these issues in such a different way that so many other people do. And it really, you convey it. Like I can feel it and I can feel how you're being led and where your heart is. And I think that makes all the difference. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I mean, isn't that everyone's biggest goal? Like any Jesus follower, we're like, gosh, if I really do feel, particularly network marketing, but in any business, that I have a platform to shine God's light. And so if, if my business never is financially successful, but it was successful in bringing people into the kingdom, like that's my job. And I always remind myself that if I ever use my platform to build my own kingdom, I will lose my platform. Like it's on loan so that I can use it for the kingdom of God. And you can't build two kingdoms at a time. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, thank you for saying that. That's my mission. So as a mom, I'm curious because you are wearing a lot of different hats. You're doing so many things. I'm always in awe of everything that you seem to be doing so well. Um, so how do you balance that? How do you balance your business, being consistent on social media, having a family? Give us a little insight. I mean, that's great that I'm portraying that I'm balancing all things well. So <laughs> the facade is working. Um, just kidding. But uh I try. I mean, there's definitely days where it doesn't happen. There there are days where I don't show up on social media. I try to let those be few and far between, but it happens. And I just keep the first things first. One of my pastors always said that um, even if you're wearing a super cool shirt, but you button the wrong button first, you're going to be out of whack, you know? So just like keep the first things first. Um, and so it's the Lord and like my relationship with my family and my kids. That's where things have to be first. 
in particularly in this season of motherhood. I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. So my three-year-old isn't even in school every day. And so she has to be my priority. And thinking about the fact that in two years, she will be in school every day and I will lose this time. I will never come back. And so making sure that that is my first priority and then keeping my team as a priority and loving on them and then keeping, you know, growing my own business aside from just loving on my team as a priority. I got to do that too. And I serve at church. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot. So I think just setting your non-negotiables for the day is such a, a good thing. So I set five non-negotiables for the day. Like these things have to happen today and don't set it too high. If you set the bar too high, you're going to be disappointed every day. So set it as something that's really, truly going to happen and you can do it. Make promises to yourself that you can keep and then do it. Be in integrity and and do the things. Um, I don't like to put a lot of things off until later because I know that I have so much going on in my brain that if I put it off until later, it's probably not going to happen at all. So I'm kind of an immediate accomplisher. And I think one of the things that hinders us most from being like a just check the list off, move forward and like power through your life is that we get in our head about things before we do them. So if you're sitting there and like maybe as a network marketer on your list is to talk to 10 people today and you're so in your head about talking to those 10 people, like what is she going to say about me? And how should I say this correctly? And you're just sweating. You're going to waste your entire time that you have doing that instead of just doing the work. And so living in confidence that, you know what, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. I'm going to get that thing done, check it off my list. If it wasn't perfect, you know, the Lord will hopefully fill in the gaps. And if not, then oops, you know, moving on. So not getting in your head for too long, I think is the best way to just get it done. I love that advice. And I just think that that's so um, relevant to our audience because so many times people are scared of like social media or are scared of like reaching out to new people and they want to do it perfect. But number one, you're never going to do it perfect. And it's okay if you don't and just showing up and getting it done. And I know I've spent way too much time in the past, like when I had to record something and like redoing it, you just feel terrible afterwards, like where the first one was probably fine. So I love that advice of just stepping in and doing it confidently and finishing it. Yes. Don't let perfection be the enemy. Right. (laughs) So with network marketing, I mean, you are the business, right? You are the face of your business. So how do you I guess my question is, do you ever feel that there's like a hesitancy, like, oh, do I really want to show this part of my life or this belief that I have? Or like, how do you balance that with truly being yourself and things that you feel passionate about, like political views, while also being the face of your business? That's a really good question. Um, I think you just have to make a decision on am I going to live as like a shell person forever or am I going to live authentically forever? And I mean, that's your choice to make. I'm not here to say that one of those is better than the other. You can be a perfect, flawless image of neutrality online, but that's going to be a lot of work to maintain. (laughs) Or you can decide I'm not for everybody and I'm going to be who God made me to be. And if that's something that you're not interested in, you don't have to follow me. (laughs) And I've definitely decided to not be the neutral party because my principles and beliefs are that if you're neutral, you're not on the right side. And I guess this delves into like religion and politics. And I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. But I believe if you're not for the kingdom of light, you're not 
you know, you're on accident for the kingdom of darkness. And if you're not pursuing the things of God actively and speaking about that, you're wasting your platform that, that you've built. And so for me, I'm very open and honest about the things that I believe in. And I believe that that's attracted the people to my life and to my business that are right for me. People that I can maybe either help and share some of those beliefs with or people who share those same values um, this is actually a really funny story kind of in this vein. Someone reached out to me from another uh, network marketing business, and her leader is someone I know and greatly admire. Like probably in the entire network marketing industry, if I could be one person, like I would want to be this. Like she's incredible in every way, stands for the kingdom of God, shares similar values to me, and is bold as heck but classy about it because I think you can also be nasty, and I don't think that's helpful for anyone, um, but very classy about it. And someone that was on her team reached out to me and said that she wanted to change teams and be with me because this person was too politically outspoken. And I'm like inside dying as she's sharing this whole monologue with me on the phone. I'm going like, okay, first of all, I'm offended. You know, like you, (laughs) you know, you think I'm different than this person that I'm totally trying to emulate because she's incredible. So I need to do a better job of speaking truth, clearly. Secondly, you don't want to leave that girl's team for my team because we are not right for each other. And so just knowing that, like if she had joined my team, we would not have been right for each other. She would have left me and she would have continued to bop around. And somebody's going to find out at some point what you believe. You can't hide forever. And so you might as well own it and use what you've built as a platform for your passions. And I mean, that piece of being classy, I think, is super important. I'm in my 30s right now, and in my 40s, I am gunning for political office. Like, it's going to happen. Oh, I'm so there for you. You need, like, a campaign manager? Like, what's (laughs) happening here? so happy you're in Idaho. (laughs) Oh, girl, I would hire you in a second. Let's do this. But in the 40s, when the kids are all well-established in school, and I I can kind of have a a moment to breathe, I am so going to do that. And so I'm just remembering right now that – that the things that I share right now are going to be dug up on social media because that is the nature of social media. They're going to be dug up. So do I want to say things that could potentially be considered unclassy or offensive in a way that's rude or mean or not the way Jesus would have said it? But he was not a unifier of all people. Mm-hmm. Like he came and divided a and lot. He said that. Yeah. He said, you know, Father against son, mother against daughter. Yeah. Like, that's what so many people don't understand. Sorry. No. Nope. Keep going. No, I love, uh, <laughs> go girl, preach it. I'll listen all day. Love. Um, yeah. So you're not going to be for everybody and just own who you are. And I mean, even if you're different than me, like maybe we have completely opposite values. There are people that believe what you believe and will fall in line with you and will follow you. But you don't want, you don't want to create you know, a team or a culture surrounding yourself that's fake and that's not really who you are. Did you ever struggle with it at some point or was this always something that you felt really confident in of just being able to show up as yourself and what you truly believe in? Or did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to put that out there? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I pray over things before I share them and I'm really careful mostly about the way I share them because there's, I mean, every issue, you could take any issue and you could share the right truth in the wrong way and turn off so many people. And so I am careful about the way that I share things. I am careful about the like things that I am pictured with and the things that like I was at a rally recently 
that I'm very passionate about. And there's people that I very much agree with at this rally that are saying things that I'm like, Lord, do not take a picture with of me in front of that sign because I don't want to be tied to that. You know, so I think it's more about the delivery of the truth and not so much about the truth. So yeah, there's definitely moments where I get in my head like, is this kind? Am I going to be offensive to someone? But I have to remember like, okay, you can only deliberate everything so long. Do your best. Pray over it. If it's what you feel the Lord's telling you to say, say it and say it boldly. Um, I, You know what? I actually have like kind of the opposite insecurity because I'm a little bit, I'm a three on the Enneagram. <laughs> you too. That's why I like you both so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We got to talk about this later, but I'm a three on the Enneagram and I'm a little bit like I can be, one of my weaknesses, like being rigid and like a little bit of a perfectionist in a way that's unattractive. And so I've actually had people tell me, Erica, you need to like look messier, make your house messier and then share that because no one can relate to you because you're this way. And so there was a season of my life where I was fake in that direction, where it was an old mentor of mine would tell me like, put your hair in an ugly bun, don't do your makeup and make your kitchen look a mess and record your stories in front of that. And I'm like, that would be so ungenerous. Like I would have to go mess up my kitchen. My kitchen is my pride and joy, you know? So I think that we all have our thing that we're insecure about. I get insecure at church when everybody's like crying because I don't cry. Not that I'm an unemotional person and I'm like a cold hearted ice queen, just that that's not something I do. And so I get insecure at church sometimes when people are crying. I'm like, do I manufacture tears right now or do I own it that I'm just like really happy and it doesn't lead me to tears? You know, everybody's got insecurities no matter what they look like. So true. And I think we really forget that. And it's crazy. I never would have even imagined that somebody would, you know, give you the advice to look a mess and then show up on camera if that's not who you are. And I've never had any issues connecting with you. And I am a mess and you're not a mess. So we're good. Well, thank you. <laughs> For healing that wound. That was good. <laughs> oh my well, I feel like one of the big takeaways I've, I'm having from our conversation is just that is authenticity and just that deep trust that you are going to attract the people who are for you and to not like we are not we're not going to be for everyone. And I can really relate to that being in that conflicted state of neutrality and then not liking or like looking around and wondering how I have found myself surrounded by these people or how have I attracted these people and then had that hard realization of, well, it's because you've been in this shell of neutrality and that's the fruit that has been born out of this season. So I really, this conversation, I've appreciated it. This was so inspiring for anybody, for a network marketer, for an entrepreneur, for a business owner, whatever you consider yourself. This has been such a good podcast and we are going to have you back on because I feel like we need to just dive down a rabbit hole like with Erica and are you good with that I'm yeah, like inviting her I'm like she's coming back I like her oh my gosh you girls are too fun I am so glad to be here totally gonna be on your political team so yes. just count us in like We're whenever ready. it is just okay count us in. let's do, we'll it, do whatever girls. you need um, so we will make sure in the podcast notes here to link to all of your information with your network marketing brand and how people can get in touch with you, follow you on social media. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? No, just thank you so much for being here and for just creating the space for people to share. It's so important that your business has purpose, you know, or you're going to get 
you're going to get derailed. You're going to get lost. It's too hard to be a business owner without purpose because there are too many unfun moments. Agreed. So grateful for you girls. Send it on that. See you guys next week. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison.